Growing Spiritually, David W. Palmer, Luke 2 39 40 NKJV. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, 40, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. After the drama and excitement surrounding Jesus' birth, his dedication at the temple, and their international sojourn, Joseph and Mary returned to Nazareth, their hometown, the manger, angels, shepherds, wise men, old school prophets, and even their exile in Egypt were just a distant memory. Now it was time to set up a new family home, routine, and culture. No doubt, Joseph resumed his work as a carpenter, while Mary set up the home and the daily routine needed to care for and raise Jesus and her other children. Soon, more babies would come into the home, and family life would become increasingly hectic. No doubt, Jesus would have always been special to Joseph and Mary. They knew who he was. But at home, he just blended into family life as a big brother. When we and those around us first put our trust in Jesus, it's like he comes to birth all over again in us. Much warfare, danger, isolation, and persistent intercession can surround this event. But among those who understand who he is, much excitement and celebration follow. People you don't even know get excited about the new birth. Many delight to hear your story and to spread the news. However, after the initial excitement subsides, a new life and routine have to be established in God's family. Generally, you are placed in a local church where you must adapt to a new culture, routine, and pattern. You have to find your place and accept that you are just one of the family now, no longer a newborn novelty. We read in our opening passage that Jesus grew with daily nutrition and the exercise of running, walking, playing, and enjoying his new life. Infant Jesus began to develop physically. No doubt, his mother and Joseph were also constantly instructing him, teaching him, and modeling cultural and family norms. This enabled the boy Jesus to grow in knowledge, understanding, and culturally acceptable behavior. When we have Jesus come to birth in us and have settled into the routine of weekly church meetings, worship services, Bible study, fellowship, and prayer, etc., we too receive the nutrition we need to grow. We also learn by watching and listening to others. This is where we are no longer the center of attention, but the beneficiaries of God's growth track for us. Today's opening passage next says that Jesus became strong in spirit. Spiritual strength is developed through spiritual nutrition and spiritual exercise. For example, meditating in the Word day and night, along with listening to and conversing with Holy Spirit gifted teachers, provides nutrient-rich spiritual food. Spiritual exercise includes prayer, worship, praise, testifying, evangelizing, and sharing with others what God is revealing to us. But perhaps our most strenuous and strength-developing spiritual workouts are available to us in our fight of faith. When we resist the enemy's onslaught of spiritual attacks, afflictions, persecutions, trials, and importantly, when we successfully overcome temptations. When you fully engage in these processes with a pure heart, you too will grow strong in spirit, provided, that is, that you continue to feed your inner man with nutritionally sound word, teaching, and doctrine. Next, we see that as Jesus matured physically, socially, culturally, and spiritually that he was filled with wisdom, this is extremely important. Proverbs 4-7 NKJV Wisdom is the principal thing, 
Therefore get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. The Holy Spirit says that we have to get wisdom, and that we should give this a very high priority. Wisdom and love are like twins. Wisdom could be defined as what love would do in a given situation. Jesus's social and cultural wisdom no doubt came in part by observing, listening to, and being trained by his parents. Thankfully for us, as well as keeping our ears, eyes, and heart open as he did, we can also pray for wisdom. King Solomon's father, David, prayed that God would give him wisdom. 1 Chronicles 22:12 NKJV. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding, and give you charge concerning Israel, that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. This is Solomon's own prayer, 1 Kings 3:9 NKJV. Therefore give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And this is God's answer, 1 Kings 4:29 NKJV. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding, and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thankfully, in the New Testament, we also have scriptural precedent for asking for wisdom. So let's do just that. Ephesians 1:17 NKJV, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See also, Col 1:19. Wisdom also comes from God by growing in the knowledge of his word. See, Prov 1 2-6, etc. We walk in wisdom when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, and the Apostle Paul says that Jesus is our wisdom. 1 Cor 1.30, Luke 2.39-40 NKJV, and the grace of God was upon him. Here, the Holy Spirit lists the final aspect of Jesus's growth to maturity. God's grace was upon him. Truly in his case, this was not undeserved favor. It is sinners who don't deserve grace. Jesus didn't sin and he was already God's son, so he didn't need undeserved favor. He deserved it. So, what is grace? According to Strong's Concordance, grace is the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. G5485. Grace is something God does in your heart that has an outcome in your behavior. God is love. When his love touches you, your inner and outer life change. For us to grow in grace as Jesus did, I believe we need to grow in our understanding of Father's love for us, and in our openness to receive His love. What's more, we need to grow in our faith, a trusting Him with every aspect of our life. Romans 4:16 KJV, Therefore it is of faith, that it might be by grace. God's grace on Jesus empowered Him to live a holy, obedient life to the point of dying for us, which He did without sinning. Hebrews 2-9 KJV, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. If Jesus needed God's grace upon him to enable him to carry out his assignment, and to do it without sin, how much more do we need it? Today, let's honestly face the truth that despite all the excitement that surrounded our spiritual birth, we now need to settle into a daily and weekly routine that facilitates our growth to maturity in all areas. This is one of the functions for which Jesus designed his church, and placed his gifted ministers in it. The church is not only the perfect place for a routine program of regular spiritual nutrition, it is the ideal environment for developing spiritual strength. It may be the source of conflict in some tests and trials, but it is also the support base for our faith and the caring covering for our protection. We can best develop our spiritual strength by standing on what we have learned. So, resist the devil and overcome every attack, 
affliction, persecution, test, and trial. Use your faith, have grace, and do all things in love. If you do this, you will grow to maturity and spiritual strength. 2 Peter 1.10 and KJV Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things you will never stumble. I encourage you today, if you are a new Christian, settle into your season of growing. If you have already concluded that season, I exhort you in Jesus' name to do what you can, using your gifts, calling, assignment, maturity, wisdom, and love, to help God's spiritual babies grow to maturity in all areas.